0: Hi and welcome to the Search and Grow podcast with me, your host Tony Navarro. This is a place for anyone who wants to learn SEO, and a podcast with a mission to make search engine marketing accessible, easy to understand, and fun for anyone. I hope you enjoy as much as we do. Hope you're all doing well. Uh, welcome, well back to way back to uh, recording. Uh, this uh, podcast search and grow podcast after a long break christmas break some time took uh, took off and uh, now yeah i couldn't be more excited to be back it's uh, I mean i really enjoy doing these things and i hope you all you all uh when you listen and uh, watching you enjoying as well uh have the pleasure today uh being uh you know with a uh, being a new, a new uh, guest uh person that i wanted to invite uh, and it's uh it's phil uh phil taylor uh well welcome to to this podcast and before uh, i introduce you i'd like to thank also a uh, main sponsor well main sponsor is uh, se ranking uh, which is a tool uh, all-in-one seo tool not only for seo we could work for google ads we will not talk today i mean it's for uh, for like keyword research analysis you can do competitive uh, competitive uh, research to so analyze your competitors and lots of different things, uh, SEO audits, uh, and lots of other things that you can do with SEO ranking. So I will share a link uh, in the description. If you can, you can try for thirty days for free. So thanks to our sponsor and uh, and let's get started, Phil.
1: How, how are you today? I'm very well, thanks, Tony. How are you? Yeah, very well, thanks. Yeah. Excellent. Well, <laughs> thanks very much for inviting me on. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to to be here. Looking forward to this. Yeah, let's 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 dive in
0: uh first first of uh, everything and uh, if you like to obviously to uh intro yourself i know you because uh and i always like to make a <laughs> the, a little you know uh explanation uh w- how we know each other i mean uh, I, I joined a uh, uh a while ago your facebook group first really good facebook facebook, facebook group uh sharing lots of uh, value there i mean you you have a uh, uh thousands of members in the the main facebook group haven't you yeah it's, uh, it's about two and
1: a half thousand at the moment
0: it's it's great it's great it's great and it's great for connecting with others and uh and uh yeah learning uh all about google ads and then and then join a uh, your uh, join a field field uh course as well and uh which uh very, very is it's obviously i highly recommend if you like to learn Google Ads which uh, is a big big world and uh, we we got now, uh we got some time today to uh, to talk about different areas but then tell up, tell us about your story and uh, yeah how how did you why did you uh, get into uh, how did you get into uh, Google Ads
1: sure yeah so well my introduction to the world of PPC was a long time ago now back in um 2004 um and, uh, and before that I was, um, so that's when I joined Google. And mm-hmm. before that I was doing a, a a journalism course. And up until that point, I hadn't really had any particular interest in the internet or search engines or even marketing really. Um, but a friend of a friend was working for Google and, um, and Google had quite a generous um, referral scheme. So she was looking quite hard for people to recruit. And I found out about the opportunity that way. Um, and I applied, you know, quite speculatively I thought it was a bit of a long shot but then through the process of uh the interviews and so on which was quite interesting like six interviews over two days um I started to really wow. like really <laughs> like the place it was um you know really really nice office quite it sort of you know looked a lot of fun great people um so I was really really glad to uh to get off with the job um and so yeah I made the decision to change paths and go down the Start my career in uh, in PPC, and Google at that time. This is you know long enough ago that we've got to think quite hard of you know what the situation was. But Google was sort of just beginning to become very well known and quite well liked. It had quite a a sort of uh, colorful, fun um, field mm-hmm. more more so I'd say than it than it does today. Um, yeah. And it was yeah, it was very exciting to to join them then. Um, did so you, did, you, uh, Sorry, did you did you did uh, you did you move to a uh... It was Ireland.
0: Ireland? Are they in Ireland?
1: Uh, Google. This was yeah. the, London office, the London office. London office, which was yeah close to where I lived, um, and at the time when I joined, there were only about sixty, something between sixty and seventy people there in the UK, and in, in that one at the time very small office. Yeah. Um, and um, so yeah, I worked for Google there for for three years, and I was in a team that was dealing just with the 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 biggest advertisers in the UK mm-hmm. so a couple of hundred selected advertisers that had the highest spend and the highest potential and so on and within that department we were split into these sub teams called pods
0: mm-hmm. and
1: my role in in my pod was to actually optimize the the accounts for for these big, big uh big wow. advertisers um, so yeah I learned the system with these with these massive accounts which is a steep learning curve um, and it was it was a really interesting and fun. Fun three years. Um, then since then, I've been doing various things with PPC. Mainly, sort of for the last ten years, mainly been um, uh, a PPC consultant in various forms. And for the last five of year, five years, I've sort of introduced this educational side, which I, I really enjoy.
0: Yeah, it's pre- it's pretty. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm uh, the, the 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 experience. Uh uh over the years i mean uh i, I know i know you be like you know uh, and this 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 one thing i recommend people that uh, uh you when you're running a obviously investing proper budget and <laughs> good to google ads you need to get advice from consultants it's not something that you can kind of trick with a few uh you know ideas that you get from a couple of blogs or a couple of videos that you watch yeah i think that's uh, increasingly
1: true and yeah a couple of blogs and and also and i'm sure we'll get onto this and also from the advice you get within the interface which isn't always you know the the best idea to to follow especially if you're not experienced and um and so on but you know we will doubtless come on to that (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah definitely definitely, definitely <laughs> yeah. a big topic a big topic
0: there but then obviously the, the advice from someone is is crucial I mean if you like if you don't want to uh, waste waste your time and your budget so yeah. tell, tell us what, what you like the most or what and what you uh, dislike about being a
1: PPC strategist over okay. your career okay so for me I, I really value the, the sort of the freedom and, and flexibility that I've sort of you know managed to i suppose put together in, in in my work and um um i think one way i could have uh one reason why i left google when i did uh three years on after it changed a lot so in the three years when i was there it, it started off um it a pretty small companies 60 well six, small small operation in the uk i should say 60 mm. people. and by the time i left three years later there were between six and seven hundred people Wow. so inevitably it it became a lot more corporate and uh, and everything that goes along with that and i was hmm. i think kind of realizing that a corporate life probably wasn't for me so i'm quite glad to uh, be able to do something that um uh, that isn't the corporate life and ppc's been a good route for me uh, to to do that um to get that kind of independence and i'd recommend it as a route for that because the demand is is great and the rewards can be great um uh, there there's a, you know a debate about um, automation and, and the extent to which that puts the role under threat but i, I don't think the threat is too is too imminent um but also uh, the actual kind of subject matter or the process of of doing ppc i've always really enjoyed that um for the complaints that we kind of make about the system, the changes to the system it's it's very <laughs> effective it's a very effective system at the end of the day and uh, and it's quite fun to work on um I think you had a, a podcast guest who made the made the connection between what he did, which was SEO, and and uh, playing a video game. And yeah, I've always thought something like that with, with PPC, some kind of like any kind of resource management strategy type game, um, like SimCity or Civilization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel you know, like stocks of different resources and you make decisions about whether and where to invest them and make these make expansion moves and consolidation moves and so on um and it's it, you know it's it's got those elements to it and it's kind of rewarding in a similar similar kind of way so it's it's fun <laughs>
0: yeah yeah that, that, i totally agree with you i mean uh, in a way that there are different areas to uh, to explore all the time and things to improve constantly yeah in a way that technical stuff then strategic uh, uh decisions that you can discuss with the client, you can discuss with other professionals, like uh, yeah. sharing ideas. Oh, how would you go about this? And then, or into the group, the Facebook group, I know. Those people post sometimes. Oh, I don't like test this, this. Do you guys notice this? This is same with SEO. I mean, it's the both both are very similar in that way. You know, it's if you like working on it, like you could spend in an hours. And then for me, it, it happens. I mean,
1: <laughs> you yes. spend
0: hours and then don't realize it's like, oh my god. Yeah, like- yeah. There's
1: always a lot to do, and there's there's a danger of doing too much, of course. Because uh, you've got to give things time to settle and 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 see what the effects of your your changes are. Um, but uh, yeah, there's, there's certainly a lot. There's certainly a lot to do,
0: <laughs> which is good for all of us. I mean, the, the demand. What well, you say in the demand as well, uh, <laughs> is great because it's good. Uh, obviously, uh, companies uh, required to invest, and in this we could talk about this more in in, uh, in detail. But then, uh, you say if you if you uh, uh not ranking and then you're looking at uh, ranking uh, on google you have two options uh, organically or paid <laughs> that's yeah. uh, that's what it is I mean if you're organically not getting quite there you have the option to pay for ads and then if you do it well yeah you
1: can, uh, yeah so it's fine and then yeah they both they I both think... have the, the big advantages of course I've spent <laughs> a lot of my career sort of talking about why uh, paid is so much better but <laughs> <laughs> But they're both yeah, organic, I, great, I always say to the clients, I mean, I, I, if I
0: could choose, I could choose both, really, because it's yeah. like, if well, you if, have... if you
1: could choose one that, that definitely would, would work well and be successful, it would have to be organic, obviously, because you're not paying for the clicks, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then you're paying for, for the resources, for the effort, for the work, so
0: it, it, both, sure. are, both are, we're not going to choose one today, <laughs> you don't have to, yeah, let's not. <laughs> there's no yeah let's not put that, that ourselves in that situ, in that situation so what what are some of the overall key, key strategies tactics i mean trends i don't like the word trends because people tend mm. to say oh we are uh new trends new trends but then like uh tactics or strategies overall that you yeah, think okay. w- would work
1: overall for for uh any any business um Okay. Yeah. So there's obviously a lot that that we could say about that. And I I guess I sort of try and give a fairly as complete an answer as I can in my, in my online course, but um, to pick out a few that I think maybe are underappreciated first, there's definitely something to say about the use of targets by which I mean kind of ROAS targets or CPA targets, if you're on those, those bid strategies. So I would definitely like to see more PPCers use targets flexibly. Mm -hmm. um say we're talking about ROAS target um then I think we should be you know increasing ROAS target when we want to emphasize efficiency and cost effectiveness and decreasing it when we want to emphasize volume and you know be expansive and that's you know that may be obvious but um the, the thing is, I mean, a lot of people don't do it flexibly and on, on, on an ongoing basis as part of optimization and, you know, according to the performance of each, each ad group. I see a lot of people who are not really sure how to use targets or they take them too literally and sort of set the target at the level they actually want to achieve and hope that the algorithm is going to get them there. But, you know, a lot of the time we set a target and then the campaigns don't on your ad groups don't get anywhere near that target but google's still spending your money and um hmm. you know the big unknown like how willing is google to keep spending your money while falling short of that target and at what rate and for how long and so on so the targets aren't that precise um they're not as precise a, a tool as as a, as a sort of max bid is um but they're the closest thing we have and they should be seen more I think you know as a directional tool so if the the RAS isn't hitting your your target then the move to make is to raise the target further and increase that gap and emphasize that you really need that the algorithm really needs to be more um more conservative in its bidding and 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 so on and you'll end up spending less but the RAS will increase Mm -hmm. Um, so flexible use of targets is one important thing that I think a lot of people need to to do more. Um, One related one um, is more of a kind of quick tip I guess which is seasonality adjustments. Mm -hmm. This is a really nice little tool Um, and um, you know most of us are using smart bidding at least partly and there are limited levers when you're on smart bidding for Hmm. influencing the how, how aggressively you bid the main one of course is targets but as you know we we're just discussing they're not that that precise uh, mm-hmm. so seasonality adjustments um, conversion rate adjustments there is a new type but yeah the, the old conversion ex- conversion rate adjustments are another layer of control over that over the bidding aggression levels um, that the algorithm is going to use and they kind of let you sort of reach into the black box and with a spanner and actually adjust one of the main variables, which is expected conversion rate. So you can say <laughs> to it, you know, um, use, uh, an expected conversion rate. That's 50% higher for this period of time. And then the bidding is going to respond accordingly and, and be more, more aggressive for that time or the reverse, if, uh, if you want to do that, um, and that's really nice for you know, partly because it works even when you haven't got a target to set, you can mm-hmm. influence bidding aggression level w- without the target. And also if you do have targets set, but they're different at the different ad group levels, you can make a seasonality adjustment and shift everything up or down while keeping those differentiated ad group level <laughs> targets in place. Um, I um, these I think these, these are probably ones for quite experienced PPCers, aren't they? I, I <laughs> I yeah, 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 yeah. Um, But um, the third one that I've I've picked out is less technical. Uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) um, And this is to be really wary of recommendations. Um, So, I mean, this is said quite a lot, but it definitely needs to be repeated. Um, So, I mean, the recommendations that you see in the interface, um, also what's what's said said by reps, the, the tendency is for them to be on the... Uh, on the aggressive side, on the on the bullish side, in terms of encouraging you to broaden out your targeting, increase your budgets, increase your bids, and so on, uh, and it's not that well tailored to the specific needs of the, the account a lot of the time. And even the sort of warnings that you see in the in the interface, um, like, and we're probably quite used to this one now, but there's a big you know red warning, limited by budget when the campaign needs hmm. budget. And you know this has been there for years, um, and it, it shouldn't be that kind of red alert that a campaign is hitting its budget. I mean, the whole point of having a budget is to limit your spend. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. so that framing of it, I think, is just it's it's kind of uncollaborative, I think, and it's yeah. a bit and and, that, a bit
0: and, I, and I I agree, and it also generates a bit of you know like. A, Panicking uh, mode for yeah. Uh, yeah. for clients as well uh, for because they think oh are we not spending enough is that because the competitions is it how is it going because yeah. if you say I always say well if you getting the conversions yes. and you getting the, the 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 results don't don't obsess about whether it's uh, you know like the the lower budget I mean if you can afford more. We could try right. a bit more, but then like you say, the recommendations sometimes, or well, sometimes not always are to yeah. spend much more. So if yeah. you say like, for example, they say you're spending 50 a day, but they're recommending you two fifty. It's like, why is like five times more than I need? I mean, is that that much different or is this won't me to, I mean, it's, that's, that's one of the things that people probably ask themselves, uh, should I go five times more? It's too crazy that, I mean, it's, it doesn't make yeah. much sense sometimes
1: there's more and more in the account that that's that's like that and and that sort of directs you to to focus on on you know increasing uh, maximizing reach maximizing spend and so on that's just not what uh ppc should be about i mean yeah the 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 advantage of it really is how or, or traditionally has been how it allows you to 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 refine and sort of limit your activity to hmm. to what works best and is most most profitable, um, so that change of emphasis has, has been quite um, a major feature and a bit disappointing. And hmm. even you know, also things like ad strength and optimization score; these are things that are not are often not um, beneficial to maximise, but they're obviously presented that way. Um, and I, there was a, there's a uh quite a well-known ppc guy called greg finn who made this point last week actually on twitter when he was talking about this controversy about a particular automated recommendation that was changing the way it behaved and and he said he pointed out that you know people would assume that that these kinds of nudges and warnings when they're made by you know big entity like google are made with the advertisers best interests at heart and you know, a lot of the time it doesn't seem seem that way. I mean, I'm mm. I'm definitely not a complete cynic. I, I think you know, Google obviously wants its platform to be to be uh, effective for us, um, but it just it has gone too far in how aggressively it pushes you know, the higher spend and more expansive options, and that's definitely something that advertisers need to be aware of. Yeah, definitely,
0: <laughs> definitely agree again to that, and uh, uh, it's always good to have. Uh, uh an idea of uh, and uh, to take the the information a bit like uh, you know in the <laughs> in a way that understand it but not 100 uh accurate obviously the things like you say mentioning especially like the quality score or the uh at relevance uh at relevance and la- landing page experience sometimes is important all of that but yeah then...
1: yeah yeah quality score might be a bit more related to um uh, yeah, I, I I probably, I guess I'd take quality score a bit more, a bit more seriously. It's, it's, it's a tricky one. It's quite a clunky system. It's hard to, hard to influence it and you don't have to have a good one for it to be successful. But, um, but, but some of them like add strength, a bit more artificial. Um, (laughs) and, uh, and yeah, I guess it's introducing more and more of these scores to try and nudge behavior in certain ways. You know, you've got, you've got the quality score, you've got ad strength, and you've got optimization score. And, mm. um, you know, unless you, you really know the system well, I guess, you you know, you don't know which ones to, to take seriously and, and and how and to what extent. So it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's tricky enough. Phil, have you got me? I lost you for a second, tiny It's okay.
0: It's okay. <laughs> <You're> good. <laughs> yeah, it's a tricky one. We're saying about the the add the 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 strength. I think uh, we 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 talk about. I, I like to talk about this a bit more because uh I feel like people can struggle a bit sometimes with the the new, uh, you know, responsive search ads. Yeah. How yeah. would you go about responsive search ads? and by someone who is not really like experience with it
1: yeah um yeah the search search ads are an interesting one because this is like this is another sort of example of the automation itself um the, the move away from kind of precision and control you know with with the old kinds of ads we we wrote the ad and we knew exactly what we what the output was was going to be responsive search ads we put in a lot of options and and google sort of then the promise is that it's um tries all sorts of different combinations and comes out with with the best one and ideally the best ones for the best situations and like with Hmm. the rest of automation the, the the promise is is great and and the the principle is is great but there have been a lot of studies on the performance of rsas um and it looks like what the algorithms actually do with that freedom isn't that great in practice so they they don't perform as well typically as as etas have done uh and do and so one option with rsas is to recreate an eta because there's this pinning option where you specify what line appears where mm-hmm. um which the output is, is sort of like an eta um and that is is, is definitely one good option um what i'm recommending a, a tricky area, but what I'm recommending at the moment is to have one ad like that, one ad that is all all pinned, so it's effectively like an expanded text ad. I should shouldn't mm-hmm. keep using these initialisms, but <laughs> um, yeah, expanded text ad. Yeah, for, for those who yeah, don't know, yes, expanded <laughs> text. Ad. No, it's okay. Yeah, it's like an expanded text ad, and have one that is more more free flowing, so to take advantage of the potential benefits okay. of of, of yeah. the, the dynamic the dynamic element um one um slightly debated but probable advantage of the eta sorry of the of the responsive search ad the rsa mm-hmm. is that it it accrues more impressions it, it shows more often than an ETA than, than an expanded text ad um there's some debate about whether that's just relative mm-hmm. if google has the option it will go with the rsa rather than the eta but um but trying both together in the same ad group gives you some um something to work with in terms of comparing the two and if you find that one of them's you know got an advantage in any relevant metric then you could pause the other one and go down that route um but that's yeah that's what i'm i'm doing at the moment um and yeah it's great it's yeah. great advice uh, actually I, I I
0: always say that testing is the, the, the thing, the right thing. I mean, uh, the right approach. Because obviously uh, uh, people will see, and we, we all see that it's moving uh, Google to, towards uh, more automation. Uh, yeah. more be, uh, And then therefore, obviously it is responsive. Uh, they want to allocate the, the, the headline the, uh, and the best descriptions according to what people are searching, performing, and all of that which, which it, I mean, which is a good, uh, I mean, I think it's, it's positive. The, 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 But then you have to always test. Yeah, like you, you say approach and then maybe like, you know, reduce the options in one ad and then add the other one with all the other, uh, different alternatives. And then sometimes I feel like it's, it's the craziest thing, but sometimes the ones that say add the strength uh, like average or, or poor or sometimes you can get the best res,
1: uh, the best results i mean it's it's just that uh, yeah. it's about yeah testing. i mean not not only that but most of the studies show that that's actually the there's actually a positive correlation between poor ad strength and, and better performance it's so um performance <laughs> meaning um mainly conversion rate also ctr ctr is one that used to be associated with you know rsa is getting a better ctr but worse conversion rate now it seems like um eta's i mean expanded expanded textiles yeah. themselves aren't aren't an option for new ones but um pinned down rsa's are effectively the same thing form the same way yeah. now it seems like the pinned down versions do better on all of the performance metrics you know click-through rate and, and conversion rate but get less and imp- fewer impressions and if if that's if that's true as a general rule, then then you know you could see it that the pinned down RSA is the better option when you want to focus on efficiency and you know your hmm. your, your ROAS or your CPA, whereas the um, sort of unpinned expansive option is is better if if your focus is on volume, uh, like yep. a lot of things. That's that's a particular sort of. Um, efficiency versus volume scale that comes into play a lot with with ppc so that that may end up being how how we see the use of of rsa's and weather and how much to pin the uh the lines down yeah i love i love that that obviously
0: that approach i think people i mean um will um i think that will be very useful for uh, for whoever yeah before people uh when they listen or watch i think is having a thinking of strategically I think is Google ads is like a strategy. I mean, you got to think strategically and it's not the same investing thousands than investing a few hundred and, uh, yeah, you I'm might, sure. we you might want to go, uh, yeah, some people, but... can, some people, some people can, can afford to invest. And, and the next question, I, I know, I know like performance max and, uh, other type of, uh, uh, campaigns. And, uh, I think is what would you, um, because I feel like some people are coming sometimes asking, Oh, Performance Max is not going very well. Uh, I, I need to go back to my uh, Google sh- shopping. I need to go back to my uh, specific search campaign, which I had more control over. Yeah. What's, what, what are your thoughts on Performance Max? Because I think it's overall not quite sure uh, if you're not very experienced and you know, big. Uh, uh, online shop or e-commerce, investing uh highly and then different areas. Yeah. How how would the? I mean, first explain what was the main difference for those who don't know, because they, they might not know
1: what perf- performance max to be to be honest. Sure. Yeah, performance max is is one of the newer um, campaign types, and it's quite all encompassing. So it, it shows ads across a, a wide range of, of Google's platforms, over on search and. Um, on YouTube and the display network, um, uh, various places. I think I'm right in saying that uh, Gmail is one of the very few where it doesn't appear yet. You can use discovery for that, but almost everywhere. Um, And it's also one of the most automated um, uh, systems where you just have sort of relatively few inputs. You put in various lines of text and various images and you can put in videos and uh, and a feed, uh, a product feed um hmm. so it's it's uh, it's taken over from among other um campaign types smart shopping so you know smart shopping is now a part of what a big part of what performance max is um and that's what makes it very hard to avoid um it I mean, one of its disadvantages is you've got very little visibility um into what's happening within the campaign what parts of it are spending what and and which parts of the campaign are um producing your revenue and conversions the it is it's remarkable (laughs) remarkably limited um set of metrics that that we've got to analyze that stuff actually um which makes it really tricky really tricky to um to optimize and to and to evaluate um um so i mean the fact that that uh, there is no other smart shopping option makes it usually worth worth doing because smart shopping is you know it's a, a really valuable piece mm-hmm. of, the, of the of the picture um but yeah i, I sympathize a lot with, with those people who are you know saying you know i don't know you know what to, what to do with it it's, it's very very hard to see um we can hope that there are going to be more that there's going to be more visibility into into what's going on um I think at some point it's sort of got to be. Um, there is one kind of small thing, but maybe not that well-known that's quite useful. And that's um, the uh, performance max placements report, which you can see under reports, um, or would it be, I think so. um, reports predefined other performance max placements. And that takes you to a report that shows the impression count by by placement. So when it comes to the uh, feed-based aspect, you can see where um, they're showing up, where you know where the ads are showing up. A lot of the time, you'll see um, some like clearly sort of questionable placements. Um, you hmm. know, maybe if, if you've got a travel client and you see that fifty percent of the impressions are going to this sort of like a kids app or something, and um, probably getting accidental clicks and, and stuff and, and you can you can exclude placements at the account level so that's that's useful but it's kind of it feels like a workaround um uh, to, to try and get any insight and, and any 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 sort of control over it I, actually another thing that I should mention with performance max is you can run them with the feed alone um because a lot of what seems like lower quality traffic from them um is 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 probably display type ads across the display network. Um, but you can run them with with a feed alone, making them more like um, smart shopping. And you yep. probably expect you can probably expect better results from that. Again, lower volume, probably higher efficiency. Um, and you do that simply by n- not putting in the other assets when you when you come to, to set it up. So that might be a good, a good tip.
0: Brilliant! Yeah, amazing tip. Yeah, <laughs> will. Uh, yeah, that will. Uh, yeah, will be very helpful for uh, people obviously that are at the moment, you know, trying and perform at max and they're not quite understanding. <laughs> because yeah. it's about obviously, you know, you need to know how to check the the data, how to analyze it, and if you don't know how to analyze or can't even, uh, you know, uh, yeah, and the,
1: and the options for analyzing are just are genuinely yeah, quite limited, which is just which is a challenge.
0: We will, uh, yeah. Uh, the next one will be more a uh, question on on uh, the tools. I mean, what what are the main tools
1: that you feel as a PPC strategies can not live without? Yeah. Okay. So, I I find myself not using many tools beyond the um, Google interface when it comes to the day to day PPC management and so on. So. The interface, obviously. Um, uh, Google Ads Editor is really, really, really valuable for for larger accounts. Um, I use Looker Studio a lot, so previously Data Studio. Mm -hmm. And then beyond that, I'm sort of onto really generic ones like Google Sheets and and so on. Um, I have tried a lot of third-party tools. Um, None of them have really stuck with me, apart from two that I would definitely recommend. and they are um, Optio for um, mm-hmm. keeping an eye on on your your accounts and, and producing recommendations that actually do make a lot of sense. So I would probably you know uh, rate their recommendations higher than the ones that you can see in the account, um, and also good alerts when the thing goes really wrong. Um, so that's that's definitely a nice one. And the other one that I liked a lot and don't use at the moment but have used is is Adalysis. Um, which is great for analysis and particularly analysis of ad ad performance, um, mm-hmm. and and its its founder Brad Geddes is also a really good source in general of PPC knowledge and and expertise and and the Adalysis blog is is great, especially a recent series on on RSAs that they've that they're that they're rolling out. Um, so yeah, Optio and Adalysis are the are the so non Google tools that I. Mm-hmm. That i've definitely
0: found value value in yeah those uh, obviously and i haven't heard this se- the second one uh analysis so i uh, will uh,
1: yeah.
0: yeah all all of those uh will um will add them in the the description for people uh, to kind of obviously uh, Good, yeah. to check definitely them, worth check worth them worth out a try. check them out yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, obviously their the interface is the one that i use every day which sometimes it can be but rather slow rather slow <laughs> as you know it could be
1: rather oh, slow. it, can, it, it can there's so yeah. many so many complaints about that i don't know what what's going on but yeah the um uh yeah the, the, the slow interfaces we, we <laughs> yeah, need to so find some things that we can do while waiting for the interface to load um you know to make productive <laughs> use of that time because there's a lot of time <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. It's it's uh, it's tricky. So if Google uh,
0: uh, is listening, <laughs> watching, uh, someone from Google uh, is uh, in charge of uh, optimizing the interface, please. <laughs> yeah, on, yeah. Uh,
1: I I I did I did hear feedback from Google at one point several months ago, saying they're looking into it and uh, hoping to improve it, but nothing seems to have happened <laughs> uh, since then. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my
0: god! Yeah. So now now moving into we're going to move a bit more into more like a uh, personal uh interest and and i'd like to say what well, maybe uh, to share with uh with people uh three 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 people three books and three music bands uh that inspire you through uh okay. throughout your uh, your your career your journey
1: okay all right yeah this was i'm very glad to get advanced warning of this question <laughs> this <laughs> But uh, yeah, so for my three people, um first one is is not at all related to to PPC, oh. but it's the uh, American philosopher Sam Harris. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you familiar with him? No, mm, no, no, no. Okay, yeah. No, some, some he, is familiar. I, and and
0: uh, I some, some familiar, but ne- never.
1: Uh... Yeah, he's, he's a really interesting um, thinker, I guess. And he, he talks, just sort of talks a lot of sense about a, a wide range of topics. so... Like, various kinds of current affairs and psychology, mindfulness he's very into and has this mm-hmm. great mindfulness app actually, um, and just sort of general broad ideas and technology and so on. And I really admire him for two reasons. One is that he's just uh, such a clear thinker and a clear expresser of, of his ideas um, and a at sort of you know, cutting to the heart of whatever whatever it is he's, he's talking about. So it's easy to learn a lot from him. And two, he's very kind of courageous in how he does it because he talks about a very wide range of topics, and they include things that that are hard to discuss publicly without controversy and <laughs> um, and so on. But but you know he he goes ahead and, and wherever his sort of reasoning leads him, and and I think there's a lot of a lot of courage and a lot of integrity in that. So um, I I listen to his podcasts and, and books and so on a lot. Um, and uh, definitely admire him. Second one is um, also from a completely different field. And it is the um, Formula One team principal Toto Wolf. Oh Are you familiar with him?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's the
1: team principal of Mercedes. And um, what I really like about him is his kind of his drive and his, his level headedness. So over the last decade or so, he's had basically a string of massive successes and, through through that he's always sort of maintained his focus and his drive and and kept going and and last couple of years some failures but also seems just very level and steady throughout all of that and maintains that that focus and also kind of not losing any kind of humanity along the way he's he's always seems very courteous and and generous and um you've been, you've, really been interesting... watching,
0: you've been watching the the
1: the the netflix show, uh the tv no well i i i can't, i was more into formula one until a couple of years ago and then i was i was so heartbroken by um uh, the last race of what happened two seasons ago that I, i've kind of forgotten about it but what happened between
0: what uh, happened between verstappen verstappen and, uh, yes. and Lewis? yes oh, okay yes
1: yeah, I mean I quite like Verstappen, but I was, I was rooting for Lewis Hamilton. Um so mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, Drive to Survive. It's 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 funny um how you know how it sensationalizes stuff, isn't it? Um, yeah, and just yeah, finally on that, there's a really interesting rivalry between this guy, Toto Wolf, who I consider to be very level-headed and 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 focused and stuff, and Christian Horner, the um team principal of a rival rival team. is kind of outwardly more passionate and seems more temperamental and and, and stuff and it's just even if you're not interested in formula one it's quite an interesting character study to see these people going head to head um (laughs) personally i'm more drawn to the sort of level-headed toto (laughs) so um the third person i've got for you is from the ppc realm and there are a lot of good ppcs around so i could mention some other names which might be might be useful Mm -hmm. but um but Brad Geddes is the one. He's the founder of Adalysis, I mentioned before, and I really admire how thorough he is, um, as well as being a very clear communicator and um, uh, a good source to follow, on, particularly on the on the Adalysis blog. So that's Brad. Brad Geddes. Um, i hope i i'm pronouncing a second no right, no no i've right. said it a lot but i i i'm
0: definitely going to google that uh, <laughs> but then uh yeah google it obviously because i'll added them to the for people too obviously their description and they can take any time because i think they they great they I, I love the recommendations because they're not three ppa ppca people so they they different areas yeah a wide a wide range Like a wide range. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. And in terms of like books, books, uh, any
1: books? Yeah, yeah. So three books. So um, first one I recommend is Getting Things Done by Mm -hmm. David Allen. And I've read quite a few productivity type books, but this is the one that's made the most lasting difference with me. It kind of stuck, you know, a lot of these kinds of books I find I read and they sound great and maybe they're motivating for a few days, but don't Mm. actually do anything about them but but this is is it sort of takes you through a process of actually organizing your priorities and your actions and what what i found it sort of definitely helped make me more intentional with just what i do on a daily basis so that was very helpful for me um second one sort of similar atomic habits by -hmm. james clear a good one yeah it's great book it's um again got genuinely practical advice about you know how to form the habits that you want to form. Um and the, the author James Clear also has a really good newsletter which I recommend a weekly newsletter. Um really concise yeah. and, and valuable.
0: I second I second that as well. Yeah <laughs> I subscribe to yeah Great. it's really good. Yeah, it's really it's, good.
1: yeah. It's nice. It's amazing the the quality of the 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 quotes, isn't it? The the three yeah. that he comes up with each time. They they you know there's a lot of wisdom in them. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's very, uh, yeah. yeah, it's very smart. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very smart. And the third one um is a bit, a bit more directly applicable, I think, to, to PVC, which is Thinking in Systems by Donella, Do- Donella Meadows. Um, And I found that particularly um, useful in thinking about smart bidding. And mm-hmm. so to give one example of an idea in, in the book, and I think this is a quote, leverage points in complex systems are often not intuitive, which probably needs a bit of explaining. So basically, in a complex system, we've got one or more inputs and then a, a load of different variables interacting with each other and with the, the changing environment
0: mm-hmm.
1: before the output. Um, you can get all sorts of unexpected patterns within that, the process and you can get feedback loops in it. and feedback loops within feedback loops so the cause and effect become hard to predict and you can find a small change in an unexpected place you know might make a massive change in in the output a bit like you know chaos theory everything or you know changes that you might expect to have a big effect don't and this really chimes with what we see with smart bidding which is definitely a complex mm-hmm. system it's got a complex algorithm and um you know uh, Often we, you know, changes that we might expect to, to to have a certain impact don't. And reading around this as a it's an expect expected and expected,
0: expected and expected. Yeah, expected.
1: Yeah. And it's sort of, you know, reading around this is quite sort of illuminating in terms of, you know, what we can expect to influence and and, and how and, and why And in, in a similar way. I'm reading a, a bit at the moment about AI and AI safety mm-hmm. and some of the ideas in that really do apply to the idea of you know automation that we that we're dealing with in in our marketing so that's that's um an interesting area I think and and well AI is an interesting area
0: and so I am i think you obviously you are you are you are aware of uh, the the massive uh, you know trend you at the moment of- <laughs> Yeah, chat GPT and everyone like, oh yeah. my God. If uh, you go on Twitter, yeah. on LinkedIn, everyone is talking about it. This massive, uh, yeah. pff, uh, I mean, in some ways, I mean, uh, it's it's great to have that, you know, the, the AI, you know, uh, tools that can help yeah. make our jobs easier and better. And that's definitely, but definitely yeah. not going to replace humans yet i mean in uh, in some ways no. they cannot build your campaigns can
1: they <laughs> not yet not yet
0: <laughs> but not anyone yet.
1: who um, who tries chat gpt is just going to be amazed by it it's is incredible isn't it
0: yeah it's, it's amazing I, I think in terms of like for example doing research analysis and asking for like some sources and content and all, all of that even like for example give you an example they say like grouping keywords into different ads you could say like you're doing mm. a keyword research, and then you say group me at keywords by searching then, and I found some prompts that you can do like the keyword analysis, and then they can uh, you can uh, uh, split it into different uh, ad, uh, into different uh, groups by mm-hmm. searching then and all that. I mean it might not be hundred percent accurate, but yeah. that could, could help to uh, to do our job. Better, yeah,
1: it it can it can definitely save a lot of time, send you in the right direction. It's it's great. I actually used it, used Chat GPT for work, for anything work related for the first time yesterday. um And um yeah, I ended up sending an email with a with the title that it had suggested, almost exactly the title it suggested, and um, <laughs> it was pretty good. I mean, it was a bit more kind of salesy than I would normally go for, but then that's probably what I needed. And yeah, uh, <laughs> um, and I think the open rate was pretty good. So. You know it's um it, it's getting there it's definitely a helpful tool amazing yeah, yeah amazing
0: it's a great uh, i mean i think it's a great great uh, uh, tool and resource that we we go available there so in in terms of like uh music any band don't need to uh, go for too many just uh, british bands you love british music
1: or <laughs> um let's see so yeah yeah i did i did manage to pick out three they're not all bands actually i had to expand it to artists as well otherwise it was too (laughs) difficult but yeah two of the three are british so i'll go through them quickly (laughs) so um the first one picked out is kate bush um i've always been a fan um and the reason i think she's great is because she just completely follows her own path like she's definitely a musical genius Her breakthrough hit was when she was 17 that she wrote and it's great, but also it was completely unique. Didn't sound like anything else. So, you know, um, she's, I think there's a lot of courage in, in that, you know, just to, to be so much herself and follow her own path and, in, in such a unique way. Hmm. Um, second one is an American jazz singer called Kurt Elling. He's the mm-hmm. only only act I've seen live more than once. Um, and he's a really, really good performer. Um, and a really good communicator, um, both sort of in his singing, but also the way he chats to the audience in between songs and so on. Um, so I think he's he's a great person to, to look at for that, for anyone who communicates um, as part of their, <laughs> their role, which is mm-hmm. one of us, and um, particularly communicating live. Um, and then I, I felt I had to give you at least one band since that was the question. So <laughs> I've chosen Radiohead. Oh. Um I can't, you know, say I'm a super fan and know all of their stuff, but I do I do really like them. And I and I like the way they've sort of, you know, kept going for so long while changing their style and, and being so prolific along the way. So they've got tons of albums. But while they they've changed their style a lot, they've always the music's always felt quite kind of substantial. You know, like there are a lot of there's a lot of music that is nice but it feels quite trivial, but but um yeah their stuff definitely kind of resonates in a bit of a deeper way i think yeah it's really deep uh, i mean i
0: think what they do is, is like you say they 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 test different type of music and and they that's i think that makes it even better better musicians right because they can test different things and then they don't get stuck into yeah. something a bit more commercial so but that they, they those are great great recommendations uh uh to be honest and i will uh, think people will uh, will enjoy that definitely and we we unfortunately we come into the the end of the of this uh, of this chat which has been incredible I mean uh just enjoying so much uh talking to you likewise uh and uh I'll uh, if you for example uh, you what would you uh, where would you recommend people uh, to learn about Google Google Ads yes
1: uh, yes okay Google. um yeah so I'll, I'll I'll be quick with this one so if you're going from scratch um I probably until a couple of years ago, I'd definitely say Google, Google's sort of skill shop. They, they've got a lot of learning resources there and a lot of videos on YouTube. And I guess I probably still would say Google for just a basic grounding, but now I'd have to add that there are alternatives a lot of the time to the way Google recommends doing things, and sometimes those alternatives might be better. But um, uh, for more experienced um, PPC practitioners. I'd recommend following the um, the the Twitter hashtag PPC chat on Twitter. A lot of okay. a lot of um, new developments and good conversations um, show up there. Um, the Adalysis blog is great. On YouTube, Surfside PPC I like uh, their content. There's a lot of it, and it's very well explained. And likewise, one on YouTube called Paid Media Pros. Um, mm-hmm. They're very good as well. Um, and of course i try and provide a a good one a good learning resource in my um in my membership um google ads level up and and as you mentioned earlier there's a free facebook group too called the ppc lounge um where anyone is welcome who's interested in uh in ppc yeah
0: yeah like uh it's lots lots to learn A a big exciting exciting world to those obviously that that are now or starting or they're looking to start whether they whether like you say, whether they're gonna uh, work as as ppc uh, uh, practitioners or whether they are prof- uh, business owners or professionals that are running the campaigns and they want to know more about what what is going on or what even even if they hire someone it's good to know i mean understand a bit how things work to in, in order to make decisions based on a bit more with data and things that you really and uh, and one of the things i find find sometimes is like people are making decisions investing in without really analyzing the the, the data properly like uh, yeah. for example uh, the columns uh, sometimes people know you're not know, making a good use of the the columns uh and there are lots of different options that and yeah you know, they, there that, are that it's to know
1: which metrics which metrics are actually important and which ones to which ones to focus on a lot of the time you hmm. know People, I'm sure we've all had, you know, clients who kind of fixate on a certain metric that just isn't the one that's gonna move the needle in terms of the bottom line. And um, so, yeah. yeah. no. Uh,
0: columns and I, I learned uh, about, about those things uh, with with from you so so i have to thank you <laughs> for that right <laughs> that's good uh, yeah, yeah 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 the, they say uh, yeah i think it's being curious about learning and then uh, the facebook group asking people i think sometimes i feel myself as well and i will recommend people that ask don't be uh, afraid to ask because sometimes happen to me as well uh i feel like oh, i don't know whether to ask this or that yeah just yeah. ask ask away and uh, join the group Join field's yeah. group i totally understand then, that
1: as uh, well but but yeah i, I echo that do you ask? <laughs> um, yeah,
0: I will share all the resources uh, with the description, uh, your, the link to your to your course, uh, and then obviously the link to your uh, to your Facebook group and the other blogs that you mentioned. Which I know some of them, I don't know others. So I taking something away from today as well. So happy That's for great. that. That's great. Thank, thank <laughs> you very so much. much. So yeah, we we just uh, I mean we are at the we just uh, at the end of uh, of this, uh, this session uh and uh yeah I'll do your, your, uh, just like to thank you uh, again uh, Phil uh, it's been it's been amazing to to, uh, to you know to have you here, uh today and uh and uh, yeah where where can people like where where can people fi- find you uh, your website you can share like or your social
1: social uh, thanks yeah, thanks thanks a lot Tony. it's been a real pleasure and um in terms of my stuff most of my content is uh, is under PPC strategist Um, And I'm most active on YouTube, so you can find PPC Strategist there. And on Facebook, um, again, PPC Strategist is is the page. And my Facebook group um, is called the PPC Lounge. So those are the easiest places. And and my membership, which includes the course, is called Google Ads Level Up. And you can find that through the PPC Strategist website. Brilliant. Amazing. So... uh
0: everyone thanks for listening and for watching whoever is watching i mean the 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 video version of the podcast uh this is obviously we do this uh just to share knowledge to uh, have a good time but then also for for you to learn learn obviously new new things and then uh you know in an amazing world of search engine marketing which includes google ads seo and then all the the strategies the strategies to uh to obviously uh you know get, get traffic to your website and grow your business and uh thanks for watching listening and thanks uh, again to our uh, official sponsor uh, se ranking and i will share a link where you can join uh, and try it for uh this amazing tool and uh yeah thanks phil uh, take care and uh, uh yeah uh, thanks again and and see you Thank see you soon Jimmy. mate take care of yourself bye bye cheers bye bye Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Search and Grow podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media and share it with anyone that can benefit and learn from it. See you next time.
1: Thanks for joining
0: us on this episode of the Search and Grow podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media and share it with anyone that can benefit and learn from it. See you next time.